Hey, podcasters, it's Friday. That means it's a fresh episode of Keynote Speak. Welcome back. And guess what? We have a guest in the house. Welcome to Keynote Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop, everyone. Oh man, this producer, I'm telling you. I'm whew, telling you. I don't know where we hired this guy from. He like, is yes. fire today. Some sort uh, of. What button am I supposed to push? You know what I again? think it is? Uh, that one? I could just tie. That's, a, that's, what, that's what's doing it. Today we're going straight black, folks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow, this guy. This is like mm. two episodes in a row, I believe. Same tie? Nope. No. No, no, no. No tie last time. No. Time before. Yeah, we didn't have a tie last no, time. No, we gave them all away. Didn't come on that right. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a new chapter of King to Speak, I suppose. If the producer wears a tie. Um, what also is new is we have new listeners. We're growing, if you haven't heard. We are um, dominating the world of podcasts. Really? You guys are okay with that. Um, and most of the reviews are saying things like this now, which is kind of cool. A new favorite. I just recently found out about this podcast and has been quickly come it has quickly become sorry wow oof, my favorite. I love the random conversations and banter. It makes it fun to listen to. But most of all, I love that you're speaking truth. It's so needed. Thank you for what you do. And that is from Chris Kenzie on Apple Podcast US K R Y S. Chris 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 Kinsey. Chris Kinsey. Chris Kinsey. Chris Kinsey. Chris Kinsey. K Rice. K Rice. They call his friends call him K Rice. Let's say an amen uh, to a new listener of Keem Speak. In case you didn't know this, we butcher your names on Apple Podcasts, so go for it. Also, let's jump over to YouTube quickly. Uh, everyone is loving the Direction series. Oh, good stuff. Man, it's been good stuff. I mean, we say it's good, but we kind of have to say it's good, right? Like, we're here in the studio with him when he's talking. So we have to say it's good all the time, no matter what we're hearing. It's always good. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. Amazing. Friends like these, who needs enemies? It's good. It's good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, when the audience tunes in, um, so listen, this... Um, YouTube comment comes from Turning Point Church, and it says, Five stars. Perhaps I've already labeled another episode as the best, but that's until today. Ooh. Mm, the content nice. continues to be fresh, pertinent, needed, and anointed. Thank you, Brother McKillop, Brother Doric, and Brother Producer Randy. Brother Doric. <laughs> and that's from Pastor Brian D. Young from Maysville, Kentucky. Oh, uh-huh. Brian Young. So we will yes, say sir. amen to Turning Point Church and Pastor Brian Young. Brian, I mean. Yeah. Crying Brian Dern. Anyone out there? Oh. Is there anyone out there who knows who Crying Brian Dern is? Oh. Okay. So have you heard what they're doing with the replacement for Eugene? Seems how you through the no, I haven't. Yeah. Listen, I'm right no, up listen, on my don't Eugene. ruin it for me. Don't ruin it for me. My memories of Odyssey. No, I the, listened to Odyssey when they were cassette, cassette tapes, like this. See this right here? I listened <laughs> to Odyssey when they were on those. Do you know what that is? I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you will. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, this is how I listen to Odyssey. Don't no, this is, my this kids is a listen cool to deal. it every night, and I, I listen to it uh, unwillingly. It can't yeah. be the same, is it? It can't be the same as yeah. it used to be. No, they're using AI. <laughs> And the guy, I think it's the guy, my my son listened to their podcast, and and, and I think the Townsend <clears throat> girls were. What were podcast what did he listen podcast to? Podcast is he listening to? Focus, it's a focus on the family, Kingdom, adventures, Kingdom, Kingdom what? Yeah, yeah. You know he listens to Kingdom Speak. Yeah, yeah. He also yeah. throws our merch into the river, but whatever. Yeah, when we're gone fishing. <laughs> Speaking of gone fishing. <laughs> <clears throat> Top three episode. Uh, oh, oh, he's dropping he's it. He's dropping it. Oh. He's dropping it. He's For our listeners, it. that is not what he said no, pre-show. Sir, not what I said. Yeah. What I did said you say? Number one. Top number episode. Number one episode of all time is what yeah. I heard him say. The goat. So all they're right. using, they're using. <laughs> if I remember correctly, they're using AI technology. Hmm. And the guy that plays Jason, maybe? Is actually doing the voice over, but AI 
is is tweaking That's it to weird. sound like Eugene, and they said it's amazing. So you can't even tell. Apparently. Wow. So Man, he being dead listen. yet speaketh is no My. longer a big deal. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're already goodness. going in today. Yeah. It's, Come on. Wow. It's yeah. So apparently the rumor is we have an evangelist on and he's gonna talk about preaching out of the Bible. Oh, Does anyone see the irony in this? That's funny right <laughs> there. Yeah. I think that's really funny. Word-based preaching from an evangelist. There's an idea. Oh, man. Oh. That's funny. Well, there we set it up. Yeah. yeah. That, so that's it in a nutshell. It's all down here from here. That's good. Yeah. It's good. So we do have an evangelist. Yes. Or a vandalist, depending on... Where you are. Yeah, yeah. That is um, with us. Now, we got to put our digs in here whenever we can, but we can't get Cody Marks to come on. He won't, he won't come on. So to get an evangelist on is a big deal because we just thought... feather in our cap. That, yeah. That well, I'm honored to be here. Cody Marks would kind of speak for all y'all. Yeah. You know. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. So we, we got to do that. You you, you got to chime in and help us. There's got to be somebody that helps us get him get him on here. But, oh yeah, we'll. But just so to have someone representing mm-hmm. that appendage of the fivefold ministry is nice way to put it. Yeah, nice appendage. Fancy words. Yes. yes. Yeah. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> no man, we really are glad to have Brother yeah. Phillips with us today. Honored to be here, man. And. Um, Outside of this few moments that we're going to be together in the studio, he has been turning up the heat. Yeah. Um, Preaching. Preaching machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, been, it's been a God thing for you Absolutely. to be here this Absolutely. weekend. And thank you for well, thank you for having me. And thank you for having me. Come. And so then to fit fit a recording in mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. services. Just, yeah. Yeah. So we're, and and to think he's doing it all for nothing. We I don't even you, have to give him an offer. Yeah, I was just powerful. gonna, I was just gonna say that I really hope Pastor didn't say that he'd be up in your check amount. Any? <laughs> <laughs> Do you so, listen to Kenya speak? Hey, listen, I'm oh. an evangelist. I've had every money joke you can have thrown at you yeah. thrown at me. So he just grinned. Have you ever had them say stones. something that you thought was a joke and found out they weren't joking? I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Okay, you want to help us with no, that? No, I don't. We need, well, we, we need to know how to pray. No, it's, no, we're not talking about that one. It's, it's just us. As yeah. we always say, it's just us here. Yeah, just <laughs> us. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. like we've got other people listening. No. So well, yeah. let's just call names and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my lips are sealed. So do you listen to Kingdom Speak? Can I you do. answer that question? I you do. do. Yes, right. sir. How did you hear about Kingdom Speak? Uh, you know, it's one of those things that just, I think, Standing in a conversation, really mm-hmm. not terribly long ago, maybe a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And I am honestly, I'm not a person that listens to a whole lot of podcasts. Okay. Uh, but maybe one a week, mm-hmm. you know, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's typically Biblos and Kingdom Speak, the mm-hmm. two I listen to, honestly. So, uh, cool, cool. If I listen to something else, it's about a hunting dog or something else. <laughs> and, yeah. So. Nice. That's why he listens to Biblos. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> we go. So Brother Urshan helps him with his shots fired, coon dogs, and we help him with his Bible. We yeah. love, Lord help! Yeah. Uh, we love we, you, Brother Urshan. We've got a lot of we Brother Urshan you. hunting stories that we don't need to get into right now. Yeah, you know but. what we got to do is Biblos is fixing to take a, a shift because it's now being hosted by a Grandpa. Uh uh uh. So I got. Uh, I I don't know. I we'll just see hope if that, that Grandpa anointing gets a hold of him. He gets more, even more wisdom. My God. <laughs> hey, we love Brother Urshan yeah, and Biblos. Um, one of the things, how long has it been since we met? Uh, a couple of years. Yeah, I'm going to say, was it the first year at JS? I, I think so. So that would be yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Or over, well, year and a half. Year and a half ago. Yeah, year and a half. So when we met, um, one of the things that I noticed right away is, and it's something that I'm kind of keen on, Speaking of my good friend, Brother Urshan, that, that was one of the connect points yeah. in our relationship is I love talking and communicating with anybody about anything. But when you 
when you find someone that will dive in to the word of God with you, there's just a, there's a special connection. Absolutely. Same here. Same here. And a lot of the friendships that I have, um, we mentioned Cody, man, we've been name dropping anyway. That's been a, yeah. Yeah. But the same thing with him, you know. We, yeah. It, when when we first met, it was a it was a connection around the word of God, the things of God, the kingdom of God. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And so I can go weeks and not talk to one of them. Pick up the phone, and it's on. Right. And there's just that commonality. Yeah. So I appreciate that when I find that in somebody. Absolutely. And so I'm real. not saying this critically about anybody i'm just telling you when i uncover that in somebody it that, that's what i value right and within a few short moments yeah. of yeah we get to talk of having that conversation at our initial meet and greet it just yeah yeah you you actually were, were punching buttons on your phone getting organs to play do you still have those yeah, buttons? I, I, somewhere i don't know i don't have any service here <laughs> oh, so okay. i think i'd have to download it but yeah that, we, He'd sit shout down. We, we were getting talking. He'd hit the shout music on us. We got shout music. We do. We do. Oh, uh, come on! You better. You better find yeah, it. Yeah, we got it. We, Give got it. Better we, find we can it. shout Bring with the best the of them. Yeah. <clears throat> hey. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, Why is that? I might shout right here. <laughs> <laughs> Tear up some. <something>. Uh, <laughs> So um, that that is something that drew us together is Absolutely. the immediate and somewhere. I don't know obvious love and appreciation for the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about that very thing today, and as it relates to you as an evangelist, and th- this could fit um, even young preachers, Absolutely. aspiring ministry. Absolutely. Um, I think I think we've already given a great hint. You need to form relationships, yeah, around the Word of God. Absolutely. There, there's a there's a whole dynamic to this. So I've, I mentioned uh, I've got some very close friends that are you know Word guys like Cornelius Williams, Stephen mm-hmm. Collins, and there's this deal that all three of us are really good at playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. like. I got mm-hmm. a PhD in playing devil's advocate. And <laughs> from in from, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going there either. <laughs> uh, but setting in in circles, like you need to be challenged. Yes. Like you don't need to just sit in an echo chamber all the time. Right. And like, oh, I believe it. Well, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Well, right. then you get weird. Right. Mm-hmm. And so right. we make it, a, you know, a couple of my friends, we make it a practice to say, okay, well, this is what I think about. Okay, so why do you think of that? And mm-hmm. I may agree with him, and he may agree with me, but mm-hmm. we're going to challenge each other on that because you need those relationships right. of people that can right. push you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have found that in those settings, I've found myself digging in even deeper into that subject to where maybe I found out my theory wasn't correct. Sure. And just sure. even though he agreed, I said, like, "Okay, let's you know, let's go back and revisit that." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, again, a lot of times, especially with Brother Collins, we'll be preaching the same title or the same deal at the same time, mm-hmm. and people will call me or him mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, where did you get Who's that from?" That Who, from? Yeah. yeah. Well, the truth is, is we developed it together, and he preached his spin, and I preached my spin, mm-hmm. and it just came up in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you get around guys that know the Bible better than you, and know the. Oh yeah, it's like playing music. You don't get better as a musician by playing with guys that are not as good as you or as good as you. You get better by playing with people that are better than you. So when you get around guys, i.e., <laughs> the Daniel McKillops and the Nathaniel Urshan, I'm 31 years old that I can sit down and talk with that have been doing it longer than me. They challenge me, mm-hmm. and, and I love that. It just yeah. makes you dig in even more. Yeah. I, I think one of the, one of the, um, one of the, one of the 
discoveries along my journey of, of, of trying to be word-based and, and, and studious in the approach to preaching right. has been you cannot be, you can't be stingy. No. Okay? No. You can't be selfish with, with thoughts, ideas. Absolutely. Um, I think when you when you go down that road, number one, you get you get you get the equilibrium of your ministry gets off. Absolutely. Because you're thinking you're the only guy that comes up with this stuff. Yeah. And so now it's mm-hmm. about defending my yeah. uh, my That's, copyright. Yeah, exactly. On, and it's like, bro, somebody's yeah. preached that before. Exactly. <clears throat> you may not have heard it. Yeah. And but, it may be brand new for you. But somebody's, somebody's preached, preached it. that before. I can't tell you though how many things have been opened up in conversation. Like the I'm walking down this hallway, and I've checked every doorknob, mm-hmm. so to speak, and they're mm-hmm. all locked. Sure, but then we sit down and have a conversation, and you got the key to that door over there. Well, it, it's and that exactly. unlocks a whole new realm for me, exactly in Scripture. And that's where I think this—it the, becomes the sword that you die on. Yeah, and I know the word is yeah. sword. I'm yeah. using that intentionally, right? Because. It, it dies as an infant rather than being something that matures into a biblical construct or concept. That's that, a big word right there. That mm, we'll get back to that one later. Okay, it, but but you, you you're so right. It as you throw it into the arena of discussion, yeah, you can see it maturing before your eyes. It's like, whoa! No, I didn't think of that. My daddy had a saying when I was younger. He may use it still, but. He would always say, iron sharpeneth iron, but iron on iron always creates sparks. And those sparks yes. is what starts the fire of revivals. Yes. Hmm. And so, like, you need, again, you need those people that will challenge you and say, well, why do you think that? Or that's a dumb idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I would rather do that in a closed setting with a friend and get in the pulpit and somebody would be sitting right? there thinking, that's a dumb idea. Because <laughs> we've all had those moments. and <laughs> You think you have a good thought? Yeah. And you're like, oh, man. Oh, like, oh, man. Well, and that's that's what word-based preaching, that's how you avoid that, I think, is because I didn't just get this little thought and or hear a story or read a newspaper article. And, and there's guys that can do that and are exceptional at at it, man, like Bishop Booker, and he can tell a story and make you feel like you're there. Oh my goodness! And yes. preach a message alongside mm-hmm. it. But those guys are few and far between. They are so. And if you listen to well, the and message if that I they could preach, just insert there, that is not a substitute for the for the amount of word exactly. that he's got a grasp. That's on. what I was just to say. For every message that's like that, there are ten right that are. Strong Bible based. Mm-hmm. This is just the thought that God gave me while reading the word, and mm-hmm. they go through that. Right. Mm. Right. So as a young man, how do you cultivate that? How do you get started on that? I mean, you're you're and this is getting weird to say, but you're younger. Uh, hey, uh, you don't have to chime it's in. It's not here. weird at all. You say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe weird for you. <laughs> uh, Boy, but, these guests are getting younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that or... Immature. <laughs> Young I'm not going to state the obvious. <laughs> Either we're getting younger or you're getting older. <sighs> okay. How well, did we get in that quagmire? I don't know. You started it. Okay. Yeah. So how do you speak to that young man whose ministry is not at the no. level that yours is, at the level that mine is, and 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 he's he's hearing us and he's saying, okay, so snap, I'm supposed to have a word based ministry. Yeah, what is that, and how do I get it? It's a process. Um, I, I think let me think. It's probably eleven, and I I remember uh, we're, we were in Lexington, Tennessee. Was, we were there for something at uh, our home church at the time, and his name just left me. But I, the walking Bible, who's uh, Johnny James. Johnny James comes and preaches. And I was like 11 years old. I I started preaching when I was nine. And so I was like 11 years old, and I thought, man, that's incredible. And he made a statement that said, some people think I have a photographic memory. He said, and that may be somewhat true. He said, but just getting it in me, just getting the word in me is how mm. I'm able to stand up here and quote 
And if you ever heard him preach, he'd quote oh, yeah. 100, 150 uh, verses. Verses, and then might quote 10 out of the Quran. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it was incredible. But mm-hmm. he said, I got that by just putting it in me. And so I made up my mind right then at 11 years old, like every year since then, I've read my Bible through. Mm-hmm. And there's some things you don't get the first time reading it. You don't get the fifth time Boy, reading it. Boy, that is so true. You don't get the ninth time reading it. Yeah. You yeah. just have to keep reading it until you, some things you don't learn. You just read until it mm-hmm. gets in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Wilbanks was telling me about a professor that he has that said he would read the Bible through once a month, 40 wow. chapters. Him, You can actually ask him and Jesse Galindo were in the same class. He said that professor would just stand there with a Bible and a cup of coffee and just quote, and then like he would start a verse and he would say, now that's what it says in the King James, but in the NIV and the New... Just go wow, crazy. And he told uh, Brother Wilbanks, he said, just get it in you. Like mm-hmm. people think mm-hmm. you need to study it, but you mm-hmm. just what mm-hmm. you need to do is get it in you first because mm-hmm. it can't come out of you if it's it, not in you. And that is huge. And because how many, and you're a word preacher, so you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying when I say there are times that you prepare and mm-hmm. you have content to bring. You're not just getting up there with, you know, fluff, sure. and you're getting up there to preach. But while you're in the moment, the anointing of God comes on you and brings to remembrance, no. and you start, yes. okay, well, I didn't even mm. see that in study, mm. but now that the anointing's on me, I'm mm-hmm. going here and I'm going there. You can't do that if it's not in you. Right. You so can't what you're saying that. is that's all not supernatural. No. No, it's 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 putting in the work. Mm. Like, you know, there's, again, there's an it factor to preaching, there's an anointing, there's a hand of God on your life. Mm-hmm. You can't just get up and preach. You don't do that. You got to be called to preach. Mm-hmm. But guys that are called to preach but don't put in the time, mm-hmm. it's obvious when they get in the pulpit. Another, and that's not throwing shade at anybody. It's no. just the truth. I, I want to leave feeling like I've been fed. I think if... if um if we could maybe direct it to this this way, because that, that's a great point. It answers the question: How how do I become a word preacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't want to. Well, we try to. I think sometimes we try to hype some of that stuff up into thinking overcomplicated. Yeah, there's eight steps or there's ten steps. It's not a it's gift not. from God. It's not. Well, it's, it is. It's the, the word, word of God. Is a gift from God. You mm-hmm. just got to read but, it. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. So God's speaking to you, and 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 I think. I think we've mysticized one element of God speaking to us, and we've diminished the other. Right. Everybody wants, thus saith the Lord, yeah, I say unto thee. And, and I believe in the gifts. and okay. trumpets blowing. Yeah, I believe that. You want God to speak to you? Mm-hmm. Get his word. Go grab the Bible. You've got 66 books it. of word. And and he'll, he'll say so much to you, you'll fall asleep before you get done yeah. here and everything. Right? Yeah. So there there is... There is no shortcut none to becoming a word preacher and i think conversing is a big one we've already talked about yeah. that that being the commonality of what what connected us there's just something that resonates when you get around someone else that has a value for the word of god absolutely and so and and i think if if we could step back just for a moment in the discussion of of not being i mentioned this of not being so so protective over every little nugget if you will like you don't think i had to cross that bridge with running a podcast yeah Mm -hmm. well well, what if they hear this and they're going to do that and they use this and go for it yeah this is what i find that happens is the moment that you open the floodgates and you go hey man preach i I don't care yeah no you don't cite me just preach it creates a flow absolutely and so god just opens up and and i i think when it comes to the development of, of Bible-based principles, how can I help develop an illustration? It's not mine. Right. Uh, how can I develop help you develop a storyline? It's not mine. When it gets to the Word of God, it's 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 like that diamond or prism that is that is held up to the light, and and everybody everybody through their own prism of life sees right. something different from that word of God. Absolutely. And I've often likened it to, to cooks yeah. in a kitchen that are getting together mm-hmm. and, and, and comparing and contrasting 
seasonings and, and techniques to take the same ingredients but come up with something different. Yeah. And that's where that's where I think the art, can we say that? Yeah, of, absolutely. Because it is an art. It is. Whether we want to. Yeah. It's it a calling. That yeah. has to be the fundamental base. Yeah. But the art of preaching is fine-tuned and developed, and you need men in your life that you can bounce stuff off of. Absolutely. And... Yeah, like I said, if you if you don't have that, you get weird. Yeah, you do. I mean, there I've said it for so, everybody to hear. You get yeah. weird. Don't yeah. be weird is the don't message. Don't be today. weird. Just yeah. don't be weird. I mean, there's there's so many. Be things. word. Yeah. Oh, be, oh, oh come on. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Come on. <laughs> come on, somebody. Come on. Hey. Don't be weird. Be word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, and this is one of the most simple things that you can use to, to help you uh, with a word-based ministry. Uh, and let me say this, being a word-based ministry does not diminish the fact that we are a spirit-led people. So did you hear guys say, well, that church is a spirit church, and that church is a word church. Why can't we just be apostolic? <laughs> Absolutely. Because apostolic Absolutely. is spirit and word. Right. Mm-hmm. And so putting that out there, and we may get into that later on, I don't know, but the one of the greatest tools you can have to help you as a word-based based preacher is a strong concordance. Like you can download one for free on your phone. Mm-hmm. And just see what it says in the original text mm-hmm. and see where, where, else, it, it where it. else it says it. Yep. And that helps you with mm-hmm. the technical theology of finding that thread mm-hmm. and going from Genesis to Revelation as it you know unfolds. unfolds. Yep. And just follow that. And it's like anybody can get one. Well, and back to your point of 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 one being categorized as spiritual and one being categorized as word, I think we miss out on the effectiveness of preaching. Preaching that is only being done by anointed men that are not word based, and 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 I know that could be, yeah, a controversial statement. Yeah, but. I'm, but I'm talking word. This is your podcast. If you yeah. want to make controversial statements, you right. can. I'm talking more than, okay, I'll say it this way. I heard an elder recently say, you know, guys, like if you have a text, preach from it. Like <laughs> There's a novel come idea. back to it. Yeah. So don't just read the text <laughs> yeah. and then just take off and gallivant all over the platform. And we're like, well, what did that have to do yeah, with anything? Nothing. So technically that guy could say, well, I'm a word-based preacher. I started with a text. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't even preach it. Yeah. So that's what well, I'm saying. I think a good example of not that, but being able to do be a word-based preacher effectively and come back to it. I don't think there's anybody that does it better than Brother Mark's. Because yeah, he, he may start with that scripture and never touch it until the last five minutes. But it's going to come in. And then it's like, well, that's there it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he's got a way. It's Miriam matters. Oh, my <laughs> God. I wanted to throw something at him through the whole thing. I was ready to throw okay, a Okay, so what I was saying is that there is a special degree of anointing, I think, when anointed men... Preach word. Yeah. Because you're double stacking anointing. Absolutely. There's an anointing that is resident in the word mm. that's not resident in me. I, as a called man of God, have an anointing. But when I preach the word, word the effectiveness. You're combining. Right. And if one can put a thousand to fly, two, 10,000. So the effectiveness of word based preaching is exponentially multiplied. Yeah. When you think of uh, just. When you start thinking of conference preachers, the guys that everybody wants to hear, mm-hmm. there are few and far between that are not word guys. Mm-hmm. Well said. I mean, the, I, and that's just the reality. Everybody's going to have a favorite preacher. That's sure. I mean, that's just natural. Hopefully, it's your pastor. But if not, sure. I mean, it's it's most of the time going to be a word based guy. Yeah, that's just taking the word of God and bringing it to life in a way mm-hmm. that you've never seen it before. 
So as an evangelist, and I, I know we were tongue in cheek, yeah, but but I've preached out enough to know. Kevin, I never evangelized, but I've preached out enough to know. If you have a congregation that's coming to a particular service, it's a Friday night of a conference or whatever, they're stereotypically coming yeah. with an expectation. Absolutely. Okay? So you have to be prepared. If if God gave you what they were expecting in a to, to hear on a Thursday afternoon, but you're preaching Friday night, yeah. you better have your ducks in a row. Absolutely. So... When it comes to an evangelist, I would assume there's degrees of expectation. Absolutely. When you're brought in to preach. Absolutely. Now, I, I try in, in, in our church to just, well, you do whatever you feel. Yeah. How do you balance that as, a, as an evangelist? That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, you know, some of that is just, let me see how I could say this. To be over prepared, okay, but prepared yep. to let the spirit take its at any time. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those things, trick of the trade, that I learned as a young man. Every message that God gives me, I try to prepare it in a way that I can preach it in seven minutes, thirty minutes, forty minutes. That's good. Hmm. And the purpose of that is I'm checking. And to be a good evangelist, just being honest, you have to be able to read people. Read the room, read the room, read yeah, the room, read exactly. the room, read the room. And while I'm preaching, I'm checking those people because my ministry, if it's even mine, it's God's, but you oh, understand the terminology, Absolutely. has typically been a harvester. Mm-hmm. Um, I come in behind the guys that are digging sin out and pray 100 people through. You know, that's mm-hmm. like I've been, I, it's not me, it's God. All glory goes to God. But like that so that ministry that God has allowed me to walk in I have to be sensitive that there is somebody out there that's never heard the story of Jonah possibly and so I need to be able to tell the story of Jonah in 7 minutes mm-hmm. and if they're crying I don't care who's screaming come on and preach I don't care who's standing on their that's head that's who you're going that's who I'm going for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you can do that you can stay somewhere a long time so there it's a it's a double-edged sword. The other side of that, just typically average revival for myself, uh, has been about six months, five mm-hmm. to six months. Granted, we don't do it like we did. I know all the – we don't do it seven nights a week anymore. I do because I'm typically preaching Sunday, Monday here, Tuesday, Wednesday here, Thursday, Friday over here, whatever the case might right. be. But preaching those revivals, you know, five, six months, it's equivalent to the three, four weeks that they had back in the – 70s and 80s and 90s of five, six nights a week. Mm-hmm. So staying somewhere six months that the pastor's not getting in the pulpit, I have to figure out how to walk the line between getting that person that doesn't know anything about the Bible and at the same time feeding the saint that's been on the pew for 30 years. Uh, absolutely. Because what good have I done yep. if I've been there six months and I've preached – Repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is essential. It's what we got to have. It's what they need to hear. But the saint that's been in the church, again, for 30 years, they've heard that. They know that. They've got that. Okay, I need to give them something to eat on. So I challenge myself, if I'm going to preach 30, 45 minutes, to reach the whole audience that's there. Preach to who you're preaching to. And I know that's kind of a... Simple idea, but like if a guy brings you in to preach to young people, don't preach to preachers. If a guy brings you in to preach to preachers, don't preach to laity. If a guy brings you in to preach to his congregation and there's a mix of, uh, who was it, Brother Holland, when I was a kid, I'll never forget this. We were sitting in Piccadilly, and if you know Brother Holland, you know he loves Piccadilly. Mm. And uh, he would say that there's three groups of people you got to preach to in every uh, congregation, and he used the parable of the coin, the sheep, and the prodigal. And so, like, the sheep is out there somewhere. The coin is somewhere in the house. house. And the prodigal is making his return. Mm -hmm. And so, in a revival setting, you're going to have those three people at some point in time. So can you preach to all three of those in a 30-minute message? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that, you know, whether you want to hear it or not, as an evangelist, like I know, oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Uh, some guys get in trouble just because they, they preach it too long. It's like you, you had a really you, good you're deal. preaching past the exit. Past, and yeah, like, so that's where I'm saying you have to be over prepared and spirit led. Because mm-hmm. I typically am going to take four or five pages of notes to the platform with me. Mm-hmm. I'm usually going to preach a page and a half, which is why if you've ever been in any revival that I've preached, I would just say, we're going to come back tomorrow night. And I think that's a big part of it, though. I really do. I, I think. Without getting off into that, because you've 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 raised so many great points here, I think that's the only way to unpack certain subjects. Absolutely, is, is, is to to do it over a period of time. But that's a different approach for me as a pastor, yeah, than it is for you as an evangelist. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's one of those things you just gotta know when the right moment is for that. And sometimes uh, leaving it on a cliff, if you will, brings people back. And I'm like, well, I wonder what the rest of that was mm-hmm. about. Um, I mean, I did that. I was honored to preach one of your anniversary deals for one of your daughter works this week. That's what I did. I preached yeah. part one uh, yeah. Friday night, part two Saturday night, because there's no way, like, and that's one of the things, and this is part of the conversation we've had this week, that's one of the things that uh, almost has died, that if y'all are taking my vote, I think we need to resurrect uh, mm-hmm. is those meetings, camp meetings, whatever the case is, where you have a Bible teacher that comes in and unpacks yes. that, that subject. Totally, totally. Bible preaching, and again, when I was in Louisiana, uh, I didn't really study to preach. I studied to teach. And everything that I preached was a byproduct of what I was studying to teach. Mm-hmm. And so be a good preacher word-based preacher, um, I think it helps to start learning how to be a word-based teacher. Yeah, and a and teacher is a, a teacher's not just a bad preacher. No, no, <laughs> that's the truth. Well, it's be, that's become the slang. That is. Stigma. But like... And, okay. and really, in fairness, it, that, it, even uh, an evangelist is, you know, when he grows up, he'll be a pastor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and some of them do. Absolutely. But there's also some of them that an I'm like, of oh, an evangelist. man, the, the, the field yeah. hurts because they've, they've walked away from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you studied to teach, yeah. not yeah. to preach. Yeah. And, well, the idea is if you're a young preacher wanting to become or a young person or just a preacher in general that's wanting to become a word-based preacher, then go teach a Bible study. Like I can't yeah. tell you how many revelations I've got yeah. setting with a search for truth chart at mm-hmm. somebody, and and then it like boom, it hits me, and I'm like, I can't wait to get to church on Sunday. You know, it's like <laughs> that's going to be a good sermon right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to make its way into what we're preaching Sunday. You know, right. and it's like and right that happened, and and I believe prayer and fasting mm-hmm. and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, goes without being said. But mm-hmm. with that being said, like I didn't get that in the prayer room. I yeah. got that teaching the Word of God. Because the Word of God has just got a way of revealing every turn. It just gets deeper. It's fathomless. It's You can never get to the bottom of it. So so I, I, think, I think we need to talk about this a bit more. So I'm a word preacher. I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not referring to myself now. I'm, I'm yeah. speaking third person. So yeah. I'm, I'm this guy that's listening to this, and I'm, I'm I'm ascribing to, am I or am I not, based on what I'm hearing? Am, am I a right. word preacher? And so I'm reflective over my approach, my messages, what I'm, well, man, I, I, I preached such and such a biblical narrative, or um, what kind of an example can you give of really what word preaching is. Now, I, I I can come up with three that you've used yeah. here, okay? Um, one from each time you've preached so far. Can you give an example of what you're really talking about when you get into what is Bible preaching? So so g- give us a biblical example. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's a story of... David and Goliath, and that's Bible, so that's Bible preaching. Yeah. You want to well, unbox what we 
preached this morning? Well, there we go. So there's a prime example. Okay, so preached from David's entry into the uh, Jerusalem with the Ark Mm -hmm. of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. So Bible preaching, uh, the idea that David is shouting, dancing in the streets, and uh, we know he writes a song, Mm -hmm. as is David's tendency to do. So Bible preaching or Bible studying usually follows there's a pattern to it. Mm-hmm. And like once you learn that pattern, then it mm-hmm. becomes easier to do. Because mm-hmm. uh, every time, like, you know, I've got messages I've preached 50, 60 times that God told me when he gave them to me. Like, I want you to preach this everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've preached what I preached this morning multiple times. Mm-hmm. And um, what I learned in that preaching it 50, 60 times is every time when I was a young man, I would tweak it and tweak it mm-hmm. and tweak it and tweak mm-hmm. it. And then I got it where it's like, okay, now... That'll preach. Yes. And now, instead of taking every message and having to preach it 50 times, I take that pattern from tweaking it and apply that to this new thought that I've just got. And so that's a little rabbit trail. But can I add to that rabbit trail? Yeah, go ahead. Hold hold your your train of thought there. But, But... so much of what you said, and we could just we could do our own little series on this right here. Yeah, but we need a part two. <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, we're already running out of yeah. real estate here. Yeah, but looking at a word based preacher and going, oh, and I, 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 there's uh, word based preaching. There's just nothing that does it for me like that. Yeah, and me I enjoy either. all preaching, me either. But man, when I when when a, when a guy just starts unpacking book 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 and and uh, so. This has been my approach. When I'm hearing a guy preach like that, I, I'm not looking for his thought. Looking for his pattern. I'm looking for his pattern. Yeah, I do the because same thing. Because if I can take his pattern, I, the same thing. I can lay it over my own book. Yeah. And and, and, and I can go to the Word of God, so, lay that over, and start asking the questions that he asked that, to get it. To add to that rabbit trail again, the way I learned to put a message together when I was a young man because my dad, he never really, like, he would just put scriptures down, and it was up here. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Daddy, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't. It mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. Um, but I would take Larry Booker and Nathaniel Wilson and all of these Floyd Odom, mm-hmm. and I would listen to them preach with a pen and a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and I would write down an outline to where I felt like I could take that outline and preach the message they just preached. And that helped me learn how to build outlines to become a word-based preacher. Yeah. Okay. And so let me speak to one of the patterns that I've used. And if you care to share one, I'd I'd love to hear it. But one of the steps, not even the whole pattern, but one of the steps that I use is why. Absolutely. Why does it say that like that? Yeah. Never assume anything. No. Never assume anything. Sunday school messes a lot of us up. Yeah, let's just be honest. But but here's a prime example, and this is, I'm I'm going to give you one that I have yet to go for. Okay, so this this is this is vulnerable. Yeah. I, yeah. I I I don't I don't know the context, and and maybe we should just do that sometime and unpack one and and, and develop it live. Hey, you know what? That would be a really good idea. Me and Stephen Collins were just talking about that the other let's day. Do it. That would be a cool deal to have a like a couple guys sit down around a table. And develop a message live. If only there was a platform to do that on. I, I wonder, wonder who wonder. would. Is have. there a way to record content and put it on the internet so people can access it? It would have to be. Anybody have a table? Someone with an audience. We need too. microphones and cables, uh, though. God. We need a bunch of equipment. Ooh, we might just get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, seriously. Uh, I think that's a great idea. It really is. I have done that locally with the young ministers in our church. I'm, I, I, w- I wish to God. I could have sat down, and now that I'm older, you know, I just left revival with uh, Brother Booker. I would sit there after church on Sunday night, and he would just like mm, unpack. unpack God and he's got mercy. his feet propped up, and he's just seven thousand pillows. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, and everybody else is in bed, but it's just me and him, and you know, like he's just unpacking stuff. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have had access to that because I'm just going to be honest. Now, this is not a. Lord, you know my my heart. This is not a bash at a guy that um, only has 20, 30 people in his congregation. But as a young man growing up with 20, 30 people, Brother Johnny James was really the only guy that was like that yes. that I had access to. Yes. Mm-hmm. The yes. only access I had 
which, you know, the internet wasn't a big deal. They didn't have iPhones. Yeah. Difficult and, at the time, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes. like, we have the tools to put that stuff in we young do. people's hands. Yep. So here's one I'm going to throw out, and, and this is not for us to develop at this point. Yeah. But literally at this At this point. Yeah. I might do it tonight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but it, it, it's, it's just... It's just <laughs> Hosea 13. Okay. When Ephraim spake trembling, he exalted himself in Israel, but when he offended in Baal, he died. And now they sin more and more and have made them molten images of their silver and idols according to their own understanding, all of it the work of the craftsmen. They say of them, let the men that sacrifice kiss the calves. Mm. That oh, Bible got some stuff in it, bruh. And here's, don't read past something like that. No, no, do and, not. And just scoot through and like whoa, 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 whoa. Well, that's the thing. There's so much, and and, and that's part of the pattern. Yeah, the, the whole point being that's part of the pattern. I'm not here to tell you what the answer to that is. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure that out. But, Kissing cows, man. Like, I've heard of kissing cousins before, but... <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I've heard of cow's ice cream. So you'd be licking cows, hey, right? Hey, that'd be hey. it. Yeah. So the, for me, the thing is, it's like, we skip over so much stuff of the Bible. And getting back to the whole where we were a moment ago, like, I preached a story this morning that we've preached 100,000 times. Everybody's preached it. Right. But there's pieces of it that God gave me that I'm sure God's given somebody else, and somebody's probably preached it a whole lot better than me. But for me, it was revelatory, mm-hmm. and so I preached it the way that God gave me. Mm-hmm. But like, with that being said, don't be afraid to get in the minor prophets. Yeah, I mean, find. I want to know where he went to kindergarten. I want to know what color his backpack yep. was. Yep. Like, dig into that yep. stuff. Like, yep. you don't just have to preach the same message. And I know. You know, it's a deal. Don't you? But you don't have to preach the same story that McKillop preached, or Phillips preached, or Urshan preached, or yep. you know, my pastor yeah. brother Robinson preached. Get get in the Word of God. Like yeah. I, my study material. This is just something I do. Is every year I take a subject and I study that subject through the year. Not read. I study it, and that's separate from my my reading plan. This year I'm in the Minor Prophets. I've preached like six times as of late out of Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. It's like, remember Zechariah? My mm-hmm. Lord yeah. have mercy. There is some stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff. You know, brother Zach. <laughs> and so, like, you can't, but you can't get it if you don't get in it, right? And so, anyway, the the so storyline was uh, David bringing the Ark of the Covenant back mm-hmm. into Israel. Mm-hmm. He writes a song. That song is recorded. Um, in Psalms chapter 68. So I'm reading that one day, just David brings the ark into the camp, and it mm-hmm. just like, why? To your mm-hmm. point a moment ago, why? Mm-hmm. Why was the ark missing? Mm-hmm. So like we shout about it, we dance about it, we run every the Every six steps, and, every six steps. Yeah. Yep. yep. So like yep. we 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 do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we or we spend a lot of time talking about Obadidum yeah. and how he handled it. Blessing right and yep. all of that stuff. Yep. But we we don't tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. There's this law with studying the Bible, and it's in real estate. It's location, location, location. With oh, study of Scripture, it's context, context, context. 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 Yes, <laughs> yes. So, like, it's yes. it's the third law does of hermeneutics, it, okay, but so it should be the first law of hermeneutics. Does it just go against the grain when you hear someone preaching, and it is so out of context? Oh yeah, and they're using it to prop up their illustration. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's difficult. Yeah, I was. North, south, east, west of here. Mm, uh, that go in our direction series. <laughs> well, my God. <laughs> There's a preacher gets up. I referenced the scripture or the, the text this morning that a preacher gets up and he's just wanting to rah-rah everybody. And he says, you know, the Bible says that there was somebody in the camp that said, Get up like men and fight. You know, we got to fight. That was the Philistines. Yeah. <laughs> That's the enemy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting over there saying, Quip, you like Let's not men. be those guys. <laughs> yeah. like, Wrong no, teams. No, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, but so yeah. back to the story as we come back around. So 
I, I ask the question, why? Who, what, when, where, why? Yes. That applies to preaching very yes. much. So who, what, when, where, why? Ask that question in every scripture and study that. Mm. And and so I found out why the Ark of God was missing because of that story. The Philistines, and Aphek, the Israelites and Ebenezer, they come, they fight. Israelite loses the battle. They lose 30,000 men. And so then... Sometime later, I'm reading that psalm where David's writing in Psalm 68, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Oh, we like that part. And, and I do like that part. Yeah. And, and it's it's awesome, but in, it's like there's a disconnect between verse 4 and 5 because he's just shouting and dancing and running the aisles mm-hmm. and it's trumpets playing and harps and all this stuff. And then he just takes a total left turn and says, a father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. Well, that don't really fit. Mm-hmm. But he was literally ministering to the people that, again, 30,000 men lost their lives when the Ark of the Covenant was taken. And history says between thirty to 70,000 kids became orphans in that moment. So here we are. They're 20 See, years that's, old. That's They're 25 years old. Right. That's, that's following the thread of theology through right. Bible-based preaching mm-hmm. is finding, okay, Dave, this is that moment. How do you connect the dots? Well, mm-hmm. you just... Ask the questions, mm. who, what, when, where, why? And then you pray and you get in the word of God and you read. Like I said, some stuff you didn't, like I've read that a hundred times and never got it. But one day I, it just, it hit me because it was in me. Mm. So good. The, uh, The start of, of, of unpacking that and preaching this morning, you made a statement. Why was the ark having to come back? Yeah. Okay. And and, and it's those kind of questions. Yeah. Just that one question can start you on the right path. Well, that I mean, you again, and being an evangelist, you have to be good at reading your crowd. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to move a crowd. I'm trying to right. obey the Holy Ghost. But I want to know where I'm at with because somebody got the Holy Ghost this morning. Like, yes. if I could have preached another 20 minutes and missed that, yes. I could have preached another hour because yes. there's the materials there. You get yes. into that that vein, and then there's a million different directions you can go. Right. Um, and so um, I that, for me, standing in the pulpit, when I give that statement, why was the ark missing in the first place, and I looked at the crowd, I, I got them. Like that's mm. that's where the hook was set. Gone mm. fishing. Oh, hey, well, my well, God! My. But wow. that that was a that was the hook set. Yes. Okay, now they're not just listening to some guy give their introduction. Yeah, they're paying attention to what I'm saying because I just asked them a question. Well, and sometimes that they you don't have know. To ask and that the comes into homiletics. To see it. Yeah, that comes into homiletics. Like, how right. do you right portray? And I am. I'm at that point in my life where I am working on that. I'm not I'm not effective in that as I need to be, and I'm mm-hmm. pushing mm-hmm. and l- trying my best to marry hermeneutics and homiletics together. What what I'm fixing to say could be could be grotesquely taken out of context. Say it anyway. Yeah. yeah that's right. So when when someone comes up after you, after after hearing you preach and they say, "Well, that wasn't in my Bible." <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've said that um, a bunch of times when I've heard other people preach. Yeah. But I'm talking the good times, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Patrick was preaching oh. at our conference about the Andrew Andrew's Dilemma challenge. Andrew's challenge. Okay. And and it was full of moments like that. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, that's not in my Bible. That's the essence of Bible preaching. And yeah. you say, well, what what can be what what's so controversial about what you just said? I think it's very important here, though, in talking to a young minister or someone that is trying to just get a better grasp on on the Word of God. Yeah, I don't go to the Word of God looking for something new. I don't even go to the Word of God looking for something to preach. Yeah, well, you study to show yourself approved. Yeah, but I, I think there's a, there is a, a a very very dangerous trend to looking for something new Absolutely. to preach. Absolutely. I'm looking for something that I may have never seen before, but that doesn't mean it's new. No, no. And and like I said... And that may seem like a semantical difference, but it's, it's not. not. It is not a semantical it's difference. It's huge. 
difference. The, the, the guys that look for something new to preach find something new, and it's called false doctrine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the whole deal is they're looking for something to preach. Yes. Like that's the difference. If you want to be a word-based preacher, don't, look, don't study to preach. Study to study. Yeah. And preaching material will come out of you just yes. studying yes. to study the Word of God. Well, this, this happened last night. At, at at our campus, when they yeah, when they my god yeah did don't it get ever. too deep into that <laughs> <laughs> don't get too deep into that remember uh, we got hush money over yeah. there <laughs> and so the, when, when I preached that I am not telling anybody I got I that got from that. your dad <laughs> that was incredible <laughs> but they they just impromptu asked him to get up and and oh and boy preach. you caught me off guard yeah, yeah. so you caught me off guard and then just went to blowing it up yeah like i shouldn't have even preached last night in reality <laughs> we could have just pushed the big red button yeah and it'll blew up but that didn't come because he goes oh i got notes here let me, let me. yeah no that's a daily habit of studying the word of god living in the word of god absolutely and then when he opened his mouth mm. it just comes out yeah what you make a diet of comes out of you absolutely what you put in comes out right and that is why i think one of the greatest threats to a lot of bible preaching in depth is entertainment oh lord help that's a big deal right yeah because you want somebody you to regurgitate say, what you're consuming yeah I want somebody to say, I've never heard that before. Or like, mm -hmm. here's the deal. And let's just be honest. Every preacher that has ever preached has had to wrestle his ego down. Yes. And if you haven't, you're just not being honest with yourself. Um, I don't have a problem admitting to you mm -hmm. that I've had to wrestle my ego, and I have to keep it in check every mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. Because if I ever let it up on it, I'm flesh. I'm yes. like everybody else. Yes. I'll get... High and lifted up. Even Paul understood that. That's why he said, you know, I, I besought the Lord thrice to remove the storm from me. Mm -hmm. And he said, he sent a messenger from yeah. Satan to buffet me lest I be exalted above mm -hmm. measure. Mm -hmm. He, at least he was smart enough mm -hmm. and spiritually in depth enough to know that if this isn't here, mm -hmm. I have the ability within myself to be lifted up. And that's the kind of a uh, trap that guys that preach stuff that is revelatory from the Word of God have mm -hmm. to deal with. Mm -hmm. It's just reality. Yes. Well, and I, I think if, if I could jump clear back, and I know we're, we're, we're needing the musicians to come. Your, your rec, uh, 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 highlighting of, of, the, of the categorizing of spiritual versus word um, I think one of the downfalls also of teaching and the approach of teaching, which is really an outcropping of, of, of Bible-based ministry, is that we think it's dead, dry, yeah, boring. But when we, you know, talk about mis, misappropriating a scripture or misquoting a scripture, it was like a fire shut up in my bones. What was like a fire shut up? It wasn't the Holy Ghost. It was his word, word was in me like a fire shut up in my bones. Yep. And so it's like fire. Yeah, and it seems good. Up in my bones. But, but it was word. Yeah. It was word that was on fire inside of yep. them. To me, the only true sustainable fire is a word based. Yeah. So you you mentioned Pentecost is not divorced from word. No. You can't have Pentecost without the word. It's what we're founded. <laughs> it's what upon. it is. So you kind of loop back around to the whole teaching idea. I was reading a while back ago, and I I did a word search on preaching. Now, let me ask you this. Who do you think that we get the most doctrine out of the Gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Who do you think we get the most doctrine out of? Who would you say? John. John. That's what I would say. You know what the word preach, preached, a preach, preached, or preaching is not in John? It's taught. Uh. That's good. Hmm. That's really good. Matthew, Mark, Luke, he went into the uh, synagogue and he preached. But in John, he went in and he taught. Mm. And there are revelations that we get in John, the I am statements of Jesus. That's in John. That's not in any other yeah, disciples. Yeah, for sure. The, the opening text of John where Matthew mm. starts with the lineage of Jesus and Mark and Luke, John goes, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. That was revelatory. 
yes. that he got in the moments of Jesus teaching, not preaching. Like unless unless my app messed up, I can't find preached. Could have been. been. Could it have been? Could it be? Uh, but like John doesn't record Jesus teaching. John, it's not there as far as I can find. Jesus but it's preaching. He's teaching. Yes. And again, John gives us so much revelation. Well, you know, the Great Commission is two thirds teaching. Yeah. Absolutely. Go teach, baptize, teach. Yeah. And and so here's an here's another deal is like Jesus taught us what to teach or what to preach mm-hmm. in Matthew. Uh what is it? Matthew six, he gives he teaches us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And you know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. We we tear that up, mm. but we forget. Four chapters later, he taught us what to preach. He said, "Preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Mm-hmm. There is a and my I'm getting on a candy stick here, but there's an absence, I think, of heaven preaching in our world today. Mm-hmm. And so he he says, "Go preach the kingdom of heaven." Then heal the sick. Cleanse the leper, mm-hmm. raise the dead, cast out devils. Well, and this is just the way I think is it's a whole lot easier to get somebody to believe that they're going to get cleansed of leprosy when you preach to them the kingdom of heaven, a place where leprosy so doesn't good. exist. So good. It's a whole lot easier to get somebody to believe for mm-hmm. cancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you've preached to them, there mm-hmm. is a place where this does mm-hmm. not exist. And when he taught us, now that we're preaching this, let me take you back to when he taught us how to pray. He taught us to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in mm-hmm. earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So that lets me know we have access to that. Well, you he know, taught us to that, preach that. That's that's so powerful. And, and there's and, a whole other deal. We could go down and spend another however long. But go ahead. Well... It, it, it's not just us that teach. Jezebel teaches too. Yeah. And 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 Goliath, his roar was not. I think you mentioned that in in preaching in, in Prescott was not just. Rawr. Yeah. No, his roar. When you look at that root word there, it it means to proclaim. Absolutely. Or to preach. It's, it's yeah. He was he was propagating Philistine doctrine. Absolutely. That's why he was saying, and 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 the fowls of the air. That was a twist on. Uh, that's us, man. Yeah. But he was preaching his doctrine, and Israel went quiet. So in this last day, if we've ever needed word-based teaching and preaching, that's right. It's now. now. Jezebel has got her microphone cranked all the way up, all the way up, using whatever platform she can. To get her doctrine propagated, absolutely, we need word-based preaching to counter it. Yeah, and and again, is how that applies to an evangelist. Everybody's going to have their different spin on it. Like if you listen to Pete, you heard Colton Carroll absolutely shred it mm-hmm. with word preaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just boom, boom, yeah. boom. It was one scripture yeah. after another. Yeah. Well. That's word preaching. The other side of that, not that we're on different sides, it's just different approaches. I'm going to, as we went through that deal a minute ago, go through and find the thread and pull that thread. And it's going to be here and here and here where he's hammering, boom, 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 step right after another. I'm going to touch here and here and here. That's Colton Carroll is a Bible preacher. Oh, yes, he is. But the approach is going to be different. So don't be frustrated when you don't sound like so-and-so, number one, God didn't call you to sound like that. Uh, so just be you. When you sound like so-and-so, we lose you. Yeah. Well, not only that, but we turn you off. Oh, yeah. If we're just being honest. Yeah, that's right. If we're just being honest. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I already have a Daniel McKillop mm-hmm. in my life that I'm going to listen to and I'm going to mm-hmm. glean from. I don't need another one to try to tell me. I need them to be them. Yeah. And that's... Just finding who you are through word-based preaching. Find your own, and it's it's almost, oh boy, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, so forgive me if this comes across wrong, but find what you do and do that. Mm. Like however you preach in the word of God, find that, you know, for instance, this is a good example. If you've ever heard Urshan preach, 
nine times out of 10, he's going to start in the Old Testament mm -hmm. and he's going to preach about how it correlates to Jesus. Sure he is. Absolutely. And, and he can do it like none other. Absolutely. That's his niche. That's him. Yeah. Yes. That's what he does. Yes. And so that's why we love him because mm -hmm. he does that. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mark's, again, he's going to start and then he's going to take this long deal around by Mary's house and build this long foundation, and you're not going to get it to the last five minutes, and then it's just going to... Right. And he's going to say a lot of stuff on the way that right. you're not going to forget, but it's all building towards that moment. Climactic moment yeah. where it all converges. It all comes together. Yeah. And, man, that's that's what he does. So find your niche So being a, in that. Really what it. you're saying there, being a word-based preacher does not obscure your personality. Absolutely not. Your, your personality right. still absolutely shines through. And I really think that's a part of calling, too. Yeah. I think God called you knowing your personality. Absolutely. Just like he knew that Moses had had, had, had weakness of speech, and he, yeah. he, he calls us according to, according to our strengths and weaknesses. As the old cliche, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the call. Yeah. You know, but that really is true. Yeah. I mean, it's... Wow, this has been so good. Let us know if you think we should have Brother Phillips back. Um, seems like we've got two or three parts we can do yeah. more on this. Yeah. So. Maybe he can come back and tell stories. Yeah. Well. Maybe, hey, maybe we could do some fishing stories. Hey. All right, I'm up for that. Yeah, I'm up mm. for that. Hey, why don't we talk when he's not here? <laughs> Gone fishing episode three, special guest. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh,